Welcome to Praying Weekly with the Kingstown Communion. Grace and peace to you from our Lord Jesus Christ. rises up to meet you today as the day rises to meet the sun. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forevermore. Our Old Testament lesson this week, this season of Pentecost that we are in, is in 2 Kings. And it's the story of Naaman and King Aram. It also includes Elisha. This is probably a story you haven't heard before or you might, might remember, but um, it's not one that we know well, and so, but it's a good one. So listen in and prepare your heart and mind to hear God's word today. Naaman commander of the army of the king of Aram, was a great man and in high favor with his master because by him the Lord had given victory to Aram. The man, though a mighty warrior, suffered from leprosy. Now the Aramans, on one of their raids, had taken a young girl captive from the land of Israel, and she served Naaman's wife. And she said to her mistress, If only my lord... We're with the prophet who is in Samaria. He would cure him of his leprosy. 
So Naaman went in and told his lord just what the girl from the land of Israel had said. And the king of Aram said, Go then, and I will send along a letter to the king of Israel. He went, taking with him ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten sets of garments. He brought the letter to the king of Israel, which read, When this letter reaches you, know that I have sent to you my servant Naaman, that you may cure him of his leprosy. When the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes and said, Am I God to give death or life that this man sends word to me to cure a man of his leprosy? Just look and see how he is trying to pick a quarrel with me. But when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes, he sent a message to the king. Why have you torn your clothes? he asked. Let him come to me, that he may learn that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and his chariots and halted at the entrance of Elisha's house. And Elisha sent a messenger to him, saying, Go, wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored, and you shall be clean. But Naaman became angry and went away, saying, I thought that for me he would surely come out and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and would wave his hand over the spot and cure the leprosy. Are not Abana and Farpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? He turned and went away in rage. But his servants approached and said to him, Father, if the prophet had commanded you to do something difficult, would you not have done it? How much more when all he said to you was, Wash and be clean. So he went down and immersed himself seven times in the Jordan. According to the word of the man of God, his flesh was restored like the flesh of a young boy, and he was made clean. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. You know, the story, it sounds like something you would get in the Gospels, not in the Old Testament. A miracle story like this, it, it, it reads like something you would find in Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John in the life of Jesus, but instead, it, it's in 2 Kings. <laughs> Did you listen into it? What did you notice in this passage? What did you hear? What stuck out to you? What confused you? This is why we always read it one more time. Reading it twice will always help illuminate for us things we never saw the first time. And so hear now the word of God again in 2 Kings 5, 1-14. Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Aram, was a great man and in high favor with his master, because by him the Lord had given victory to Aram. The man, though a mighty warrior, suffered from leprosy. 
Now the Arameans, on one of their raids, had taken a young girl captive from the land of Israel, and she served Naaman's wife. And she said to her mistress, If only my lord were with the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. So Naaman went in and told his lord just what the girl from the land of Israel had said. And the king of Aram said, Go then, and I will send along a letter to the king of Israel. And he went, taking with him ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten sets of garments. And he brought the letter to the king of Israel, which read, When the letter reaches you, know that I have sent to you my servant Naaman, that you may cure him of his leprosy. When the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes and said, Am I God to give death or life that this man sends word to me to cure a man of his leprosy? Just look and see how he is trying to pick a quarrel with me. But when Elisha, the man of God, heard the king of Israel had torn his clothes at this word, he sent a message to the king, Why have you torn your clothes? Let him come to me, that he may learn that there is, in fact, a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and chariots and halted at the entrance of Elisha's house. And Elisha sent a messenger to him, saying, Go, wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored and you shall be clean. But Naaman became angry went away saying, I I thought that for me, he would surely come out and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and would wave his hand over the spot and cure the leprosy and not Abana and Farpar and the rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean just that way? He turned and went away from the prophet in rage. But his servants approached and said to him, Father, if the prophet had commanded you to do something difficult, would you not have done it? How much more when all he said to you was, Wash and be clean. So he went down and he immersed himself seven times in the Jordan. According to the word of the man of God, his flesh was restored like the flesh of a young boy and he was made clean. wonderful story. It's it's filled with drama and intrigue and anger and cluelessness. And in the end, he's clean. It has the happy ending we are waiting to hear. It's this beautiful story, and I wonder what you heard in the story today. Naaman comes to to the prophet, comes to the king first, but then comes and gives all this stuff that his that his master has sent for him to take. He he gives, did you hear it? Ten talents of silver and six thousand shekels of gold and ten sets of garments, and he's expecting that he's gonna have to do something grand, and he's gonna have to give this huge offering, this huge amount in order to be healed. And the prophet just says, wait into the waters. 
all you got to do. And he can't even believe, can't even believe that, that God's healing would come from something so simple. Just wade into the waters. Wade in. And he gets angry. I mean, couldn't I have just done that at home? I can just go swimming in the, the, the nearest lake at home. I came all this way for you to tell me to just wade in the waters. And the prophet says, God wants nothing else. God, God doesn't want you to, to get yourself all tied up in all the things you need to do. And we know that you do all these difficult things for this to happen. We know that this leprosy has, has been such a ailment in your life for so long that you're willing to give just about anything. We know you'll do the difficult. And and the servant approaches him and says, if the prophet has commanded you to do something difficult, would you not have done it much more when he says, just wash and be clean. Just wash and be clean. Just wade into the waters and see what happens. I wonder how this intersects with your own life. I wonder what you hear. It's easy to say that grace requires nothing of us. That God's forgiveness, that God's love, that God's grace is because of no merit of your own, nothing you could do or give. God offers it. It's easy to say that. But it's so much harder to live it and believe it. God doesn't need some grand gesture from you. God doesn't need for you to get your life all together. God just needs you to wade in into the waters. Wait a little deeper. Come a little closer. Wade into the waters. That's where you're going to find God. Then came the of God our Father and the grace of his Son, Jesus Christ, in the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit. Amen.